0: This empty chair represents the addict who died
1: today, not knowing recovery was possible.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Empty Chair. This is definitely going to be an episode that you don't want to miss, um, because we're already out of control and the show hasn't <laughs> even started yet. So, just welcome to tonight. This is the uh, we do this podcast for the addict that didn't make it. Tonight's show is dedicated to Carl Gianelli. If you want to put up his picture, and this is uh Carl Gianelli, go up a little back, up a little, yeah, back, back it up, up. Frank. Okay. Frank, are yeah, you sober? Yeah, yeah. there, 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 there you go. All, All right. right, tell me a little bit about Carl. I know he was a good Cal friend of yours.
1: Yeah, Carl was um, he was very unique. I mean, like uh, like most addicts, you know, they're beautiful people, most mm-hmm. of them, you know, mm-hmm. and um. He was just—he was—he was a funny kid. I—I uh, I met Carl actually in jail in Rock House of Correction, where we—we uh, we got in some trouble in there together, and uh, we spent <laughs> a lot of time in um, in segregation together. Yes, we somehow, yeah. along with another inmate, yeah. managed to That's how a, goes. That's a priest best to yeah. smuggle drugs into us. Of um, <laughs> yeah, so me and me and Kyle, we got some stories. And uh, when I first um, got sober, I. Um, I went down to florida and uh he was already down there yes, so right. we were together and um mm-hmm. and then you know we some you know i come back and he relapsed and uh you know like like most addicts we think you know we got one more in us and yeah. and uh he had already planned you know you know i'm gonna mike i'm gonna get high and i'm gonna go back and i'm i am i got a bed uh-huh. and and uh and yeah, yeah. you know you know, and that was 2016
0: was that he passed away i yeah. think it was i yeah. read his obituary yeah. and yeah. He, he leaves a uh, family that's still um family friends that still mourn his loss so uh, yeah
1: his brothers are great christian and franco christian actually uh is a licensed real estate agent now mm-hmm. and um he developed a street He named it Carl Donald Drive his middle name as Donald so Amen. trying to you know keep his memory alive you
0: know, yeah and that's what this is all about so tonight is dedicated to Carl Gianelli cool. it's for the addict that didn't know recovery was possible um, i want to say thank you to officer Danny Sinclair out of Newburyport PD and the Essex County outreach for tracking overdoses in the Essex County Um, Since January 1st of this year, we've had 363 overdoses and 32 of those resulted in death. These numbers are the numbers that we responded to. We know many people overdose and carry Narcan, so we don't know the actual number, but this is the number that is reported into Mm -hmm. the police. So Um, I just want to say thank you to our sponsors. You guys are going to see a banner at the end. All of these um, individuals are sponsors of the show. And what happens is we put um, the fund into a, an account. So if someone is getting out of detox and they need a scholarship for oh, a living, cool. Oh, cool. they contact us. We have a certain criteria. Right. Um, and then if so, we we get them in. so we love all our sponsors. Alternative Healthcare, which is Bob and Andrea Surrett. Atkinson Floor, which is Fritz and Family. Discovering Methuen. Thank you, Sid Harris, for all that you do for me. Enterprise Bank. Essex County Outreach, again, which is offices Sinclair, Sinclair. Federatio and the Essex Flooring Company. Greater Lawrence Family Health Center. Saeed Coates at Haven of Hope. Harold Magoon and Friends at Lawrence Methuen Coalition. Meta Addiction. Josh, I got your check. Thank you, buddy. Title Boxing in North Andover. Let's go. Kelly, right? Let's go. We're in. Hey boy. Right? RNR Welding Fabrication. And as always, we thank Costa Broadcasting for allowing us to do this. And of course, the best producer in the world, which is Lou Blasey behind the scene. Let's thank go, you for Lou. your support, hey, Lou. Lou. And thank you for always believing not in me. our mission that recovery is possible.
1: One of those sponsors may or may not have a lifetime restraining order against me. <laughs> oh, I love
0: you already.
1: Enterprise Bank. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm I'm oh, god, god you oh my god. I get a Oh my god.
0: So we have some events that I just like to let everyone know about because we do need to have fun while we're in recovery. Um, I know October twenty-first or the twenty-third, Massachusetts. Um, there is the I wanna say S-C-Y-P-A-A. So is that the Young People Association? They're having um, a weekend, October 21st and 23rd in Plymouth, Mass. And you can go to mscypaa.com for that information. There's also an amazing Zoom for moms in recovery. And it's, um, what's good about it is it is on Zoom so anyone and everyone can go. And um, I have the information for that. That will be posted on MVPA um Facebook page so that you can see this as well. We have area 43 the inventory assembly saturday november 19th um that's being held at the american legion hall in milford new hampshire we have a gratitude night sunday november 13th at the sahara club in portland we have an Alcathon already being posted so people can start getting ready for that Ooh. we also have frank Friendsgiving, November 12th. That's in Portland, Maine. We have a 40th anniversary in Keene, New Hampshire. We have a Halloween party in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is pretty awesome. And that's being Saturday, October 29th. And we have Soup and Service, October 15th, 9 to 4. And that is Bring Your Own Big Book. And there's going to be um, Chowder, Hearty Soup. I thought she
1: was going to say Bring Your Own Soup.
0: Yeah, yeah no right. that is an amazing beginners <laughs> meeting that's on zoom seven days a week and then young empowered parents um we have some information on that and that is out of Lawrence, massachusetts so those are things that will be posted if they, i believe they're already on mvp asap because we want you all to know that was another man who we dedicated the show to and then for local happenings um where did I just throw that? You can slide that down. More, yeah, we have chat. Circle of Hope, right. and that's a family support group uh, hosted by Phil and Fran Leahy at Methuen PD at 630 to 7. Uh, sorry, 630 to 8 on Monday evenings. There's always daily uh, meetings at Ray of Light Recovery and Havel Mass. We have Celebrate Recovery in both Lawrence and Haverhill. And for more information on that, you can reach out to Diana Teal at 603-489-7061. And that's all I really have for things. You will find all of these posted on MVP ASAP. And if you have something that you want us to post, if you are having an event, please reach out to me. Get me a flyer and we will advertise and market for you. So that being said, this is my favorite part of the show is when I get to hear um, individuals, especially these two, um, where they have came from and where they're actually at now, because um, they are both two um, individuals that are living recovery, that are helping others and that are showing us all that we can recover. You know, we just celebrated September was recovery month. Yeah. And um prior to that on August thirty first was the overdose awareness and we put up two thousand two hundred and ninety flags at the police department mm-hmm. for the state of Massachusetts cool. of individuals lost. So I love that you guys are here. I can already tell you batshit crazy. And oh, yeah. I look forward to hearing your, your story. So um odds are evens, who's going? I don't
2: know. You want me to go, Mikey? Sure, okay, guys. My name's Schmack, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi Frank. You know what I mean? And I, thanks for having me. You know, it's like it's like an honor and a pleasure. It really is. You know, like uh, for so many years, like I used drugs and thought I was a loser. You know, he was always telling me, you're a loser, you're a loser. You know, you're a good guy, but when you're on shit, you're a loser. Don't come around here. You know, and for me, when I use, I get the fuckets. I really do. and I go to jail, you know, I got over 25 years incarcerated. I'm basically state raised. You know, and I used to think in my mind, like, I'm going to die in jail. Like, I'm never, not ever going to get out of jail and stay out of jail. I really believe that, you know? And, like, one of my greatest fears in my life was to be homeless or to die in prison.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and I'm not going to do either one of those things.
0: Amen.
2: I'm not going to die in prison.
0: No. And
2: I'm definitely not going to be homeless. No. You know, and, uh, and like, like you were just raffling on all these people and these people that sponsor that help out. It's a, it's a great thing. Like, there's not a family, I don't think, that's not touched by addiction, you know, directly or indirectly. You know, it, it's it, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's an epidemic. You know, like, people are dying. Yeah. You know, I walk by Jay's store every day. People are sleeping on the gutter. You know, people are bumming dollars. You know, people that I know, like, and that I know that if they weren't using, they'd be decent people. Yeah. You know, but people that don't understand addiction see that, and it's like, oh yeah, they're scum, or whatever. They're not man. They're human beings. That's right. They're people.
0: There's someone's like, son, daughter. That's right. Child. And there's,
2: that's right. There's more yeah. people behind it. There's a mother, a daughter, a sister, a cousin, a yeah. child. Yeah. Like that's somebody's father. That's somebody's son. Like you're right. But you know. That's why it's important for addicts to look out for addicts because yeah. who else understands us better than ourselves, yeah. you know? And, you know, you're talking about losing people. You're talking about people actually dying like this gentleman here, this colleague that he passed away. Yeah. You know, like cow, he passed away. know, yeah. this disease doesn't care. Yeah. You know, it wants to make you suffer and then it wants to kill you and it doesn't want to do it in a nice way. Yeah. You know, I paid a lot of years with my life. You know, I heard a lot of people I hurt myself the most yeah. and, uh, I don't do that today. And I mean, I'm a guy that, you know, I follow the program of, A. Hey, that's just me. You know, I got a power greater than myself, which I choose to call God. Amen. When I'm using drugs, I think I'm God. <laughs> yep. I really do. I do what I want to, who I want, when I want. And that's really not the way that I want to live my life. Yep. And I haven't lived my way that way in a long time. You know, I try to do the, re- the right thing and I do. You know, I've been out of jail for two years. Amen. I'm on probation, out of Lawrence court. I'm yeah. on drug court, out of Lawrence court. I'm on new Like yeah. I get the full gamut. The only thing I don't got is a bracelet and a leash on my throat. Yeah. But you know what? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, so nobody can put hands on me.
0: Holly Broadbent's a good friend of mine.
2: You know, and it's <laughs> and it's a great thing. Like because, like I go in there and then like I'm not scared. Like all oh, the cuffs are going on. Like I usually walk in the front door and go out the back door. I usually yeah. come in the back door and leave by the back door. Yeah. It's a story of my life i like having freedom you know and i can't do this alone right. i have to have help like programs like this you know education for moms you know like i took a picture of this like i know a lot of women you know what i mean mm-hmm. that you know and it's, i know it's a lot harder for when to get sober. there's a lot more that goes on when you're a female and you're using drugs and i get it yep. you know there's children involved there's a lot of things involved this disease like if i could put my hands around it and choke it i kill it yeah, I really would. It's Satan. I really would. i kill it. Yeah. Like, you know, and that guy, like, <laughs> did a lot of bad stuff. You know what I mean? I was a tough guy, man. Yeah. It was the one thing that actually kept me using for a lot of years. Yeah. The pride, you know, I just, I couldn't surrender. You know what I mean? I wanted to find a way to so do how it. How
0: did you? Why did
2: you? I, I got beat down.
0: Okay. I got
2: beat down. I got old. And you know, i would be turning 60 years in January. Oh. Like, I'm not a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I gave more than half my my life away because I wanted to get high. Yeah. And I was a guy who had everything, I had a beautiful wife, I had a beautiful home. I had money in the bank. I was a union roofer, like I had properties. I was that guy, like I was a citizen. And you know what? One day I woke up after nine, 13 years clean. I said, you know what? I think smoking crack's a good idea today. Wow. You know, and I did. And then went out you know, and, I, and I caught myself. And then my wife got schizophrenia at the age of 50, full blown out of nowhere. And then, you know, I figured I got on a lip bar. Like I can't fix this. The person, I, one person I loved is gone. She's She's here, but she's gone. You know what? Like I can't handle this. Because my whole life, I never dealt with anything, like, uh, on a serious level, like, emotionally. Yep. You know, like, I just came home from jail when I came home this time. I came home right when the pandemic started. I wrapped up straight out of the max, you know. Yep. I did 7-7 seven, seven in a days. came home from the max, and um, the pandemic was in full-fledged. Like, everything was shut down. Yep. Like, it's hard just getting out of jail period. then I, get out, I was like, whoa. And
0: those are my questions for you, because the statistics of coming out of jail and the and being sober like, oh. like this is so how the how did you get acclimated back into you because
2: i, a lot I was of, sharing about mark yeah. with
0: you guys with, like a it lot, was hard. with a lot of help like
2: guys like mikey like having a friend like mikey that has a place like i get out of jail they're like mikey's got a bed, and, and like i ended up getting some funds that helped me get in the front door Amen. you know because I, I was I had, like i was doing well i was the manager of a sober house i came yeah. home for a year put a soap house together got it on the ground was the manager, had free rent, got my license after 20 years, had a car, had nine grand in the bank, had everything I wanted. And I thought smoking crack would be a good idea wow. because my wife died while I was in jail. My mother died right before I got the seven years and my best friend who ran the sober house for 20 years died. I don't deal with stuff, like I said, emotionally, <laughs> like like that, that, that is close to the vest, like hot stuff. Yeah. I've never been taught how to deal with that. I even dealt with that, like taking violence out on somebody, like, you know, because I'm hurt, I'm going to hurt you type stuff oh I just got really high <laughs> yeah. I buried it know, I try to kill the pain by this by, by doing that I'm you, killing myself but when I went on that little bending man I, I told him my car yeah. I blew all my money yeah. I got thrown out of the sober house but yeah. well, I got the manager's position taken away and I told him I want to move because I don't think it's right you know what I mean me being here and doing that you know everybody got to pay the price the consequences are so and that's how I ended up at Mikey's house you know what I mean and they think but for the grace of God there was a bed there and I've been there for a year, and I mean things are good for me. You Did know? you
0: know him prior to? Yeah, I know
2: Mikey for years.
0: Cause you yeah. knew each other in jail?
1: No,
2: we were never uh, locked up together. We just knew each other. Yeah, like that meet team each I see might get meetings and, meet and start him and Bobo. Yeah. He knew Freddie, my buddy Freddie, while well, he grew up with him. Yeah, you know, Freddie was a life old guy. Long life filey, rest in peace. There's yeah. a
1: of home in law named after him now, cause he managed it
2: for so long uh Freddy's place yeah, so that's, that, yeah was that, guy. that guy was a sweetheart he was like an angel in a, in a human suit type guy you know what I mean yeah like didn't care about not, nothing besides like going to a meeting and help another person yep. that was his whole world
0: no kidding you know, like, he was
2: that guy he was all hot you know he was the real deal yeah I mean, you don't you, you don't see that much and that's another thing about addicts like you know we're good people like Mike you were saying like like I think we're like some of the best people yeah, I great. think you know I have met people who get off drugs that become like incredibly successful Yep. And mostly loved and liked wherever they go. Yep. Like I've been thrown out of a lot of places, man. I've never been thrown out of AA. Amen. I got thrown <laughs> but out. But that's right? a yet. <laughs> I, got <thrown laughs> I, I, mean, I got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> I got thrown out. Of the club. I've been, oh, uh, God, I've I been thrown out of state prison. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been thrown out of the Mystic Projects and so on. Like, I've
1: been thrown out of
2: everywhere. But you know what? Addicts have a forgiving heart amen you know if I, didn't have, ever. if I didn't have other addicts and i didn't have a in places to go like the bridge club you yeah. know carl's place like these places who they're not judging me man yeah. like the whole world's looking at me in a certain eye like you know he's a loser easy a junkie keep moving like that's not the case man i'm a sick person yeah you know another other addict knows this Yeah, like i don't do that stuff on purpose like i don't go i'm to do this to hurt you that's not my intention it never was my intention yeah you know and today i i can honestly say like i don't put my hands on people
0: nice
2: like i pray in the morning i pray god, god don't let me pick nothing up of substance yep. don't let me put my hands on anybody and don't right. let these hands stay anything like because my hands have gotten me in trouble my whole life <laughs> right yeah they have Absolutely. you know my sick mind was running the show <laughs> right. you know and i'm not telling you my well because i'm bats you're crazy yeah you we can tell <laughs> but i'm not using today i'm not using but, today yep. no matter what like, I'm, I'm just not like because I know that a drink and a drive ain't gonna do for me anything that I can do for myself.
0: yeah. And if I can't
2: do it alone, I could call Mikey, I could call Tom, they got friends. My whole phone is everybody in this room is sober. Nice.
0: There's not a drug dealer
2: in this room. Nice. I don't need a drug dealer's phone. No. That's another thing I'd say about Lil', well, like, I don't know where to go, what to do, because I never done anything with them from some of them. Right. So I got away from where I'm from because. You know i'm a, i'm a criminal more than i'm i'm an addict i'm a money junkie
0: yeah
2: i used to be addicted to money vicious yeah i chased the dollar more than i chased anything and it always leads back to drugs yeah so i got away from it because all my friends are into everything right you know they're all wise guys Half hopper wise guys they're doing everything And if i was ensemble i know it always ends up he's driving the caddy he's got a vet. this guy's out he's doing this hey frank why don't you do this next year, you know i'm in the mix yeah i don't want to no go part of it i just want to die on the streets. I want to die sober.
0: Amen.
2: You know, and I want to help myself and a couple of people along the way. Awesome. That's all I'm really looking to do, man. Like, I'm not like anything special. I'm just a regular guy who, you know, wasted a lot of his life. Yeah. And I don't want to waste any more of it. Good for you. You know, my life is valuable each and every single day. Today, right now, in this moment, it is a very valuable moment. Right. Like, there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are, that are, that are watching this, that maybe one person has <clears throat> something that might save their life. Yeah. You know, I remember somebody else that they haven't thought about for a while, like this gentleman that passed away. Yeah. You know, like you keep these people alive because you know what? It matters. That's right. Because there's people right now that, that are thinking of that person. They're crying. Yeah. Because they get, it breaks your heart.
0: Absolutely. You know,
2: and that's why I ended up relapsing when I came over the first year. I had those three debts and they kept coming up.
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't know what to do, man. I really didn't know what to do. And then I ended up using them against my own will, and I was not happy about it. I was pissed. Yeah. I ended up punching a guy in the face in the sober house. I was the man, he turned out the door, and he opened the door, I cracked him, i like, come on, man. Yeah. Like I'm a full grown man, I ain't supposed to do shit like that. Right. So, I checked myself into the lady clinic in Lawrence. Nice. CSS, yeah, I went in there for 10 days. Yep. You know, and I found, like, I'm duly diagnosed, like, I get depression, I get anxiety. You know, I won't pull over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, if a guy like me who's sick as me and as crazy as me can stay sober, guess what? Anybody can.
0: Amen. There it is. Did you guys hear that out there? Like, seriously. It's
2: the truth, man. You know, just ask somebody for help, man, mm-hmm. because somebody will help you. Yeah. Stick your pride in your pocket, man, because you know when you're strung out and you're using, you got no problem asking somebody for five bucks, you'll beg them for a sawbuck yeah. to get off A. So, you know, that's how dirty this disease is. You know what I mean? It'll make you do that when you're strong up. But when you're straight, you're like, I ain't asking that person for help to save my life. What are you, crazy? Don't think I'm weak. Yeah. You know, I used to think shit like that. Same real You know, and I'm not that guy no more. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do to save my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I see somebody doing something wrong, I'll speak on it. Because I, I was a guy who wanted to save everybody.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I got a big heart. You know, you don't really want to see people suffer, decent people. But I found out I got to worry about me. Right. And if I'm not okay, then nothing's going to be okay. And only I get to choose what that means, okay, for me. And that means a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food in my stomach, a couple of bucks in my pocket. I got a car, oh, I got a friend. beat a shit box. You know what I mean? I'm happy as a clam today.
0: Amen.
2: You know what I mean? I'm in a car that costs a thousand dollars. She ain't driving <rambling> around. <laughs> you know what I mean? around with rental cars. Yep. Like I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm free. I'm gonna be true. on probation in three months,
0: two really? years,
2: Drug court. Like, come on
0: i'm coming to that graduation it's a tough thing yeah. Yeah, Girl, man, it really is tough i know but
2: I'll, i gotta say those people have every fair. They judge over there she's a real liberal she's she's really nice yep. they understand that they know yeah they know what they're doing over there yes
0: they do you know this
2: thing is in every single nook and cranny of society yep. it is it's killing people it's killing people's sons and daughters and I
0: know.
2: it's not killing me today I know. you know and uh, i'm glad that i'm here
0: I'm yeah, happy that you're here. Me. Thank yeah. you so much. You, know, you are an absolute breath of fresh air. Yeah, thank you. You are a miracle. I am. And just all listening are. to your story yeah. and and where you're at now. So do you work? Do you have family? Well, yeah, like, I, um,
2: like, I never like, worked my whole life. Yeah. I went to work when I turned 40. Yeah. I didn't get a driver's license until I was 42. Nice. I stole every dime I ever made. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was a millionaire three times in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was happy maybe once in one decade there when I was with my wife. You know, I was with my wife 18 years, God bless her soul. You know, she was the love of my life. I know it since I was a kid. I got a second chance with her. I had a daughter raised, and my daughter's grown. She's a surgical tech. She's in Florida, married, happy, no problems. Boom, bang. My job's done. Yep. So that's a really good thing for me. You know, it gives me strength. Yeah, it's great. When you, yeah. You, know, you don't got to worry about having a yeah. child out there. Yeah, like, she, you know, like she ain't calling me, me for yeah, this yeah. or that. And probably my husband slapping the shit out of me or any of that bullshit. I'm just like, you know, yeah. I'm fortunate. Right. Very, <laughs> very fortunate. I like, don't you'll, uh, you'll have to get off water to kill the guy. Nice. But uh, yeah, like I'm a guy who just. I was taught wrong everything I did. Like I was raised up with Irish mobsters and some of them. My yeah. mother was a mobster, my father was a mobster. Yeah. You know, the phone rang all day and they were taking action, selling drugs, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Crooked cops, crooked card games in my house. Like I was taught me this is okay. Yeah. Back then people made a living breaking the law. Yeah. I I was good at it until so I started getting high. Yeah. Just like anything. If you start yeah. getting high, guess what? You're gonna lose, you're gonna die. And if you're still breathing, I'm just walking dead. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing to be, honestly, for me would be if I had to go on to the bed end every day and chase a forty to get off feet Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'd Agreed. rather be dead. I really would. Like I just agree. to get up and be like, Jesus, man, I need to get. I, I gotta get. Like, whoa.
0: And that's when people overdose <sighs> and die. Like I really, like I. Because you give up. And if you're at that point, I really think God just takes you yeah. home because He can't watch you suffer anymore. Yeah, because really you just get, you quit yeah
2: you do it, it breaks you down like i said it makes you suffer then it kills you yeah it sucks you dry yeah absolutely yeah people used to say exactly you know i i
1: overdosed over 30 times i was, i was in a coma twice Holy and people shit. would always you know be like how can you fucking overdose and get out and, and and do it again i used to just be like because you know i don't care if i ever die you know right. i used to say i'm not that lucky i'm not gonna die yeah, right. <laughs> you know what i mean I keep, oh, man, I keep you that, up. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was it with me i just kept kept overdosing and uh, you know thank god but at the end i was you know obviously it was you know one time i overdosed and um you know i almost died and when i woke up i had me intubated i pulled the tubes out and i left and uh, my girlfriend at the time pulled up in front of the emergency room doors and i had the johnny on i got in i'm saying where's the dope she goes you left in the glove box i said don't move you know i popped the glove box open she said what are you doing And, and you know i did it again and and she told me afterwards because I was I overdosed again and and she ran in the hospital and said you know my boyfriend overdosed they said I know he just signed out she said no again he's right there hanging out of the car and they ran out and they dragged me out and then they when I came to they had a guard there and I'm like who are you I gotta go they're like no you got sectioned you you're suicidal I'm like I'm not suicidal I'll never forget the guy goes you could have fooled us yeah <laughs> <laughs> <That's> right but, <laughs> yeah so I ended you. up escaping from the hospital it was a long thing but afterwards afterwards my girl at the time said. She goes, do you remember what happened? I says, no, I don't remember nothing. She goes, you did it. You looked at me, and I said, your lips are blue. And she said, you looked at me and smiled and said, my lips are always blue, baby. And I, I winked at her, and I just went face first. Right. <laughs> went, right. I said, that would have been some great. Last words, though. right? My
3: lips yeah. are always that Oh my game. god!
0: Before we jump <laughs> into your full story, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and um and we'll read all the comments. And again, if anyone wants to call in to talk to these guys, yeah, the number is nine seven eight six
2: five nine zero zero seven two. We'll be right back Matt. after this short Smurf. commercial Let's break. Right?
1: As you can tell, my name on social media is.
3: Haven of Hope is a faith-based 12-step recovery home for women seeking a loving and structured lifestyle to help them persevere over addiction. Our sober living house offers women an opportunity to gain life skills, coping mechanisms, and personal growth so they may return to their home or working field as productive members of society. Haven of Hope's approach is based on fostering a structured, faith-based life with a core component being the 12 steps from the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, For With God, All Things Are Possible. Contact Haven of Hope at havenofhopemethuen.org or call 978-258-3982. That's 978-258-3982. Or visit us at 82 Union Street in Methuen. Hi there. My name's Phil Leahy, and I do the Empty Chair Show here. And as much as Fran and I have enjoyed doing this show, our real passion is with where it all began, the Circle of Hope my support group for the families of addicts. I learned a long time ago that dealing with an active addict is just too difficult. So we invite you to join our group, the Circle of Hope. Uh, Give me a call, 978-886-2949, and you'll see our banner on the show anyway. And, And give me a call. Find out what it's all about. You know, if you don't think you're ready to sit into a group. Uh, Fran and I always invite people uh, over to the house and we sit down, have a one-on-one, and we talk about a plan you have to set up, how to deal with someone in active addiction, or or just give you a chance to vent. So, I mean, if you or someone you know has dealing with someone in active addiction, reach out, give a call, take the first step. I promise you that it won't make it easier, but once you understand what it's all about, you'll be able to deal with it a little bit better. So again, 978-886-2949. Just ask for Phil. I'm always available twenty-four-seven. Thanks, and we'll see you on the empty chair. Bye bye. So welcome back to the second part of the
0: show and going to be hard to top that first part of the show because you are you are a miracle and um and I look forward to having you speak at other um things in my life and I look forward to coming to your uh drug court graduation. Yeah, that, yeah I know everyone over there and cool. I I used to be involved in that. I used to before covid I was there every Wednesday.
2: No, yeah, hey, that's right. Really um, every Wednesday.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I would sit in the back and see how everyone's doing and make recommendations if you all needed it so i'm very close with that yeah, whole yeah, team, like a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 very much yeah so. i got the
2: guy from the government also i speak to all the time he's part of it like too yep.
0: yeah awesome
2: that's where it
1: started so close in the drug court right
2: and the original
1: judge. yeah yeah the yeah to, um, I forget the judge's name but i know Yeah, so I did the one in right i think he was the very yeah. first one and in the and country it was, um, Brock, out of yeah.
2: cambridge
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah and also lawrence just started and a mental health court yeah that's right finally really needed that because like he makes. just had drugs, and we're like, you know, half of his yeah. mental health. What more came first, have. the chicken of the egg? It's more you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend. Very nice to meet you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for coming to Title One Boxing, where they were doing a fundraiser for yeah. MVPA ASAP I remember that's where I caught my glimpse of you and. Um, Patrick's like, you want him on the show. And yeah. I was like, yeah. So thank you so much for coming. I won the main prize, yeah, four tickets did. to
1: the Sox game. You and, know. I know. Did? and I leave the Sox game in the eighth inning, and uh, Adrian Gonzalez <laughs> hits a home run like a 3 run shot to win the game. <laughs> the but, I mean, they're not even the play. Hey, no, I, so, I, like, oh, I walked God. out right in the eighth inning, bottom of in the eighth.
0: Too funny. I'm outside to sure.
1: hear the crowd go crazy. Oh, my well, you just
0: to base hit, You know
2: yeah. what I mean? Because they've been so terrible this year. But he didn't go to Jacket, though. He was happy. Oh yeah, Adam tip. Nice. No, uh, no Brian. Brian. Yeah,
0: Kronowski. <laughs> nice. Krasinski.
2: Yeah, a good kid. So uh,
0: welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um tell us a little bit about yourself. <coughs> I know you have a, a shit show of a story as well. And when I look at you now, you look healthy. You look like an Irish kid right off the streets. And yeah. uh so I'm really interested in hearing about you.
1: Um, Phil Malouf, my guy. Um <laughs> geez, you know, where do you start? You know, where do you start? Um, you know, I grew up um Irish Catholic home, you know the the whole thing. The uh, Latchkey kid. I didn't really have um, any uh, anybody um, any supervision really at all. Uh, parents were divorced, young. My father was uh, was a madman. He was a bartender and a, a bookie, and uh, I'd like to call him an alcoholic, but the guy still goes to the bar seven days a week and drinks from like three to seven. Gets up at five in the morning, goes to the gym for two hours. He never been arrested. Never uh, so. He's my idol, you know. I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah. Womanizer, uh, you know, plain <laughs> you and simple. It.
1: The guy's my idol. You know, I just <laughs> wish I could do it. But when I was, when uh, my parents went through a divorce, when I was in maybe third or fourth grade, and um, and my mother, I don't know if um, you know, she put up with a lot with him. So when I started showing signs of that at yeah. thirteen and fourteen, and then the police started coming to the house, and I, I got arrested. My my first arrest. Um, I was on the projects and uh somebody told me this lady had drugs in her house like Percocets and Valiums. And you know, we popped the door with the card and went in. And I, I remember grabbing a bunch of pills on top of the fridge I'm like 1415 with with Kevin who hung himself oh, Jesus, Walpole, my, my one of my best friends yeah. was my best friend growing up. It was he, were, he, yep. he died in Walpole four years ago on Christmas Day, you know. <laughs> me and him, you know, I break in this house and and I remember getting the pills and there was no perks or volumes there. So I said, come on, we gotta go back in and get something. And I remember going in and I could see like a TV light on and I'm little, I'm crawling and I could see like this lady's feet. I could see a purse next to the bed. So I reach in, I'm sliding the purse out real quiet. And this lady lets out a scream that <laughs> did, did I did I hear today. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we ran and we got chased and my friend got caught and the police ended up at my house afterwards. And I remember my mother, I says, mom, I've been in bed all night she said, I'm not lying for you. And I'm just like, oh, I'm done. So I remember the the police officer, my father was real well-known in the city. Like I said, he was a bookie and a bartender. The police officer drives me down around the corner of the projects, and there's two guys standing under a streetlight. I didn't even get out of the car, and he goes, that's fucking him, you know? <laughs> so the cop the cop goes, what's your name? I said, Mike Lee. And he, let, I'll never forget it. I mean, this is 84, right? Yeah. 83, 84. The cop spun around in the seat. He said, tell me you're not Tommy's son. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I right am. He goes, why didn't you fucking say something? You know, you know it was those yeah. days where he would have said, get out of here. Yep. You know, he's like, it's yep. it's too late. I can't do anything. Yeah. And they brought me into court in the morning. I remember it was like this big deal in the courthouse. Like, everyone's talking, looking at me. I go, what's going on? And the lady was paraplegic. Ugh. So they she got me through para- yeah. I you know, I had no, yeah. no idea, but I was like a leper after that. You know, my first arrest was a doozy. <laughs> was, you know, still trying to live that one down. Home invasion on the crippled lady. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No bail. Yeah. Bye, bye. First arrest. Come <laughs> home pill. six months. Off month- of the pill. Come <laughs> home six months later, and and I was that I was that kid. You know, oh, here comes Mike. You know, let's get out of here. <laughs> 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 yeah. Cross the street. You know, so oh, I, I feel like you know that I rolled with it. That reputation. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? With the girls, he was a bad kid. He was a yeah. bad guy, it, yeah. and um, and I, I, it just made things worse for me, and. And I got home and I was arrested shortly thereafter again and, you know, committed to D.Y.S. I was 18 and recommitted. And and then um, my mother, one one day I come home, I was like 15. And um, this this wasn't very chic then, you know, the restraining order on your own child and the child in need of services thing. She literally, you know, and I had nowhere to go. And uh, my father at the time had a one-bedroom apartment, and I'd stay with him, and he'd be like, hey, I'm bringing a girl home tonight, beat it. So I'd be <laughs> wandering, wandering on the streets, 14, 15, you know, 5, 6 in the morning. I mean, you know, going by the house, waiting to see his car leave yeah. so I could go there and sleep on the couch. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, i get arrested again because I'd always, you know, I escaped from DYS, and it was pretty much in and out, in and out, in and out. And then I escaped from DYS when I was 16. And the a week later, I turned 17, I stole a car. And I was drunk with uh, two of my friends and I was driving down the street and it was a narrow street and it was a police car in the <laughs> middle of the street, like facing me. I didn't realize I was going down a one way, the wrong way. And I was so drunk when I saw it, I went to hit the brake. I'll never forget. It was a Dodge dot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I went to hit the brakes and I hit the gas of and went, course. Whoop, wham, head on collision, police car. <laughs> get out and run.
0: I love
2: you. Get You're out and run. my hero.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm 17, three days before this, I get arrested. Drunk driving, lasting motor vehicle, leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> so I get out on bail, and two weeks after this, drunk again. But I'm not an alcoholic. I've always swore by that. I'm a drug addict. I'm definitely not No. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm drunk again, and I break. I mentioned on the way here, he said something about a Hyundai, and I said, Panasonic Digitals. Oh, yeah, 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 they're when Hyundais come out, they they have these stock Panasonic Digitals. I used to steal Car Stereos. Yeah. So I'm stealing this Car Stereo and these two guys come running out of the house and I get out of the car and I'll never forget, I had a pair of um, vice grips in my hand. So I turned like I was gonna run and I spun around and I hit the guy with the head, I heard him, hurt him back, I split him open and he dropped like a stone. I, I spin around, the other guy goes like this, he grabs my wrist. And I remember literally going like this, like with the thing, hey, so Jet hit his him. Head, yeah. and he bear hugged me and like foot swept me to the ground. And this guy beat me, you know? Yeah. So the police come. And I just got arrested for hitting the police car two weeks before. I just turned 17. So I get in the I get to the police station.
0: Are your parents impressed at this point? Oh yeah.
1: My my father goes, <laughs> my friends on the bar he used to be like,
0: Good job, Tommy. Good job, you yeah.
1: know. So I'm at the police station. I got a beaten. And um and I get to the they get me out of the paddy wagon and this, they're like, What's your name? And i'm just not saying nothing yeah so this cop comes up and end up rest in peace pete paul it ended up being a friend of mine's father i didn't know it. he's this big cop he had mitts like this so he says what's your name And there's like five cops around me outside the paddy wagon right. so i'm not saying this. He says, what's your name I'm not saying that he turns like he's gonna walk away and he hits me with an open hand <laughs> fucking slap right like this guy in hands like this right i'll never forget as long as I live. my head hit the Paddy anyway, wagon bounced back and I went. Mike Lee five two six nine, yeah. five all <laughs> out. Oh, the <laughs> and, and they yeah. all threw something out. And he goes, "Some guys gotta do it the hard way." So I get to the booking window, and the cop comes over, grabs my sweatshirt, and ripped it off me, took the string out of my pants, I fell down around my ankles, I'm <laughs> beat up, up. I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I bail out. Next morning, I go to court. I haven't got home yet. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm staying with my father again. I'm like, oh, my God, just turned 17. So Dickie Eklund's in the courtroom. was yeah. like, family with me. And um, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And back then, like, once a week, they put someone's picture in the arrest log yeah like to embarrass you like yeah, uh-huh. yeah. so uh-huh. yeah. yeah so i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm not thinking all of a sudden i'll never forget the sun photographer's name little son his name was michael pigeon if you're out there michael you got Pidgeon. me like so they call my name and i'm walking up to the judge and all of a sudden i hear and i'm like what the fuck is that you know, i turn around this guy's got this big you know camera with a fucking leg about this longer like, he gets me like this look and you know i gotta go find this picture because you know it's oh, in the archives right right so now I go home the next day. This is like Friday. I go home, you know, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, nothing. I'm like, thank God. Wednesday, I go home. My father goes, hey, asshole, look, <laughs> he's got a cutout on the refrigerator. <laughs> right? And I got a shiner like Tony, like, Tony was the right. And it's got the picture of me, like, look at the photographer with the shiner. It's a Michael Lee beanie in the nighttime, kind of felony assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, pliers. Oh. Oh. Like, really? So then, okay. um I went to court shortly okay. after that, and they were like, "Listen, we'll offer you six months right now, vertical correction. We'll wipe out your DUIs time. You're on escape from then, And and I just turned seventeen, like you know, three four months before, oh, like. Wow. Wow, well, one of the big house. Yeah, but Ricka then, you know, it was yeah. crazy. Ricka he Oh, he was like, he was like a hero. we Frank, Frank William, really? yeah. Oh, crazy that was the Berica. toughest guy in the building. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. this guy. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like a legend. <laughs> in Massachusetts <laughs> State, in the annals of uh, Massachusetts yeah. Department of Correction. Oh. Hearing in his name from day oh. one. But yeah, going in that yeah. place at age seventeen. Oh, scary. Yeah, it was a scary. It was a scary place. But luckily, it was a lot of a lot of guys from Lowell and a lot of guys from. Uh, Somerville. A lot and, of good guys. And uh once again I dead. um I got out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys you guys dead. are lucky that you're not two of them. Both of
0: you said it,
1: said it twice. Yeah. Once again I got out and same thing. You know, I was the you know, I was that guy. You know, I was uh <laughs> you know, I was a criminal basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was always from when I was a kid, you know, my father was always in the bar rooms as long as i can remember my friends you know they all had shine boxes you know i didn't but you know i might have been with them to buy shining shoes and then we'd get bricks of firecrackers the thunder yeah. cat the black cats yeah. and yeah. the Thunder bombs i'd sell them 25 cents a pack and yeah. sell the bottle rockets and then i sold joints and then okay. masculine and acid and then when i was 16 17 i started selling coke and so i was always i was always in that life i wasn't stealing mm-hmm. something i was i was selling drugs, and. I, like he said, I, I never had a job, you know. So, <laughs> I get out again when I'm 17. I start selling coke again, and I I I did really well. I did really well for a while. And um, where I grew up around the neighborhood, there was a lot of um, a lot of heroin and a lot of prostitution, and it was like, you know, back to, you, they wouldn't believe it today. It was like when you see the old uh, Miami Vice, like that, huh? the, you know, the high heels and yeah, dangling nylons yeah, yeah. up and down the street. There was. Yeah. And I remember there was a pimp red dog, you know, and um, and the, he used to sit there and, and have the heroin. And he'd nod out and be like, I'm living in the fast life. And we were little kids. And we'd be like, yeah, we're living in the fast yes. life. And we'd make fun of him. But I was always around heroin. I sniffed my first bag when I was 15 years old. But I always had the frame of mind like, you can't do it three days in a row because right. you catch a habit. Yeah. Like, I'm smarter than these people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: So I do a bag you know, once a week, once every, for years, for years, Mm. I, I fucked around, and when I was 23, 24, I, um, I met some guys, some Mexican cartel guys from Tijuana, from San Diego, my friend lived out there, and I met them, and they, you know, want to start sending me coke and weed, and I was like, I just kind of had them both, then I started going with the weed, they were sending me a couple hundred pounds a week, and, um, you know, little did I know I had a you know phone tap on my phone and you know yeah. the whole yeah, know. Yeah. the whole Shabazzle, you know. So uh when I was twenty-four, I was living high on the hog, you know, sniffing dope once, you know, once a week, once mm-hmm. twice a week, making That's all making all about. this money. Yeah. yeah. And um then, you know. My father used to say to me, you know, you walk in the bar, he was a bartender at the Gaelic, he'd say, you pull out a knot of cash, and you know, a 100 bucks on the bar and, and set up the whole bar and there's 20 people in there. He's like, there's fucking eight cops in there. He goes, you, you don't fucking work. You're, what are you, an asshole? You get pissed. You know, and um, so so then they, you know, the I, I get a call one time, my, my son's mother, and she says, oh, you know, my son was at his aunt's house she goes oh bring him bring your son some medicine you know so i went in i was with someone in the driveway two days before i left my house and there was a helicopter and i'm like i was with two of my friends who are both dead now timmy king and Sean a one suicide one overdose and i i left in the car and i'm like see that helicopter is following me and at first i was i was kind of joking and then i just started <laughs> then i just started driving along yeah. along the river and it was it was there, it was way up high, you know. It was there, it was this, and then there's in Lowell's Bridge Street. I take a left on Bridge Street, it goes all the way up to Pelham. I take a left, yeah. and it's still there, what I'm saying so. I keep going up. I'm close to Pelham. These there's these red brick apartments on the left. So I pull behind them real close. I get out of the car with them. I go wait, <laughs> and all of a sudden, there it is right above me. So now we're, you know, we're going like there, 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 there. so. I, I I I go see my friend, I go see my friend Greg Smith. So really? little did I know there was DEA and state police watching him in the spa. He was my co-defendant in the case. I walk in, I go, "Hey, there's a helicopter for him." He's like, "Mike, what are you doing coke? Are you doing
3: coke again?" No, like, it's like the movie. I, said, yeah. I go, they follow me. I said,
1: I said, "They follow me." I go, I go, come here, come here. So now, I, now I Ray go, "Leona, yeah, drugs, yeah. yeah, drugs, all coke, all the way, right?" <laughs> hey, so I go Good outside. Doubles. I was in this place, Pub Dennis. It's not oh, the animal; it's a market basket. there now. Oh, help! So I go outside, and now there's a black truck across the parking lot with two guys in it facing the door. So I'm like, look, they're, they're following me. He's like, Mike, you he skits in? You don't know. Yeah. So I go oh, like God this. Man. I give the I give the truck to the, the two guys that have the finger and they're just sitting there looking at me. I'm like, yeah. dude, anybody else would say, What's your problem? Yeah, they would. Right? Why are you give so they're just sitting there, I go, Here, take my car. He comes back twenty minutes later. I gave him my Notre Dame jacket, my Notre Dame hat, yeah. to leave and get in the car. He comes back. He takes off the hat and jacket. He goes, I don't know what you did, but you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what'd you do? He goes, I took him to the Rotary in Drum Hill and drove him around for 15 minutes. Yeah. So That's the funny. cops knew I knew at yeah. that point. So now she calls me, oh. bring, bring your son the medicine. I bring it. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm with this guy. I, I go, drive my car. in brand new Lincoln Town car. I remember I bought it at the dealership cash. I'm going to shut the trunk. I had golf clubs. I'm throwing them in it. I'm slamming the trunk. It ain't shut. I'm slamming the so The guy goes, hey, hey, calm down, calm down. He wouldn't shut it. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's when yeah, they first come yeah, yeah, 95. Yeah. He's like, look at this. So I get this guy, Rich oh, Garthia, who's dead. He's he's driving my my uh, Lincoln. And I'm like, there's, there's been a helicopter following me for two days and this and that. And he's saying the same thing. You're skits and you're skits. So I run in the house in the driveway. I give my son the medicine. I hear jum, 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 like eight car doors. I'm like, fuck. And they come in the house like ninjas. My oh. uncle, who's a union electrician for 30 years, they put a gun to his head. He's washing dishes. Like, where's Mike? He's in the house, right? Like, get oh, on man. your knees. And, and I think he might have had a little mud in his shorts after. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, uh, it was bad. So yeah, I get outside true. and this this big guy, Rich Garthy, who's dead, and they got him on his knees and he's crying in the driveway on his knees, right? And they hustle me by him. And I'm like, I remember thinking, told you, motherfucker. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. listen. <laughs> so. They drag me. They they throw me in the car, and um, I get arrested trafficking over 100 pounds of marijuana oh, and shit. conspiracy to traffic and oh, and all this stuff. And uh, I get out on bail for that, and that's when <laughs> the dope really kicked in. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I lost everything. They seized everything. Nobody wants to talk to me because I was always a hustler making money with everything. Right. I'm ca- any person that they they had what they call on my phone a pen registered device yeah. and a phone tap. A pen registered device identifies any uh incoming numbers mm-hmm. and then after i got arrested even if like you called me they identify you they go to your house and they give you a paper saying you're an agreed person mm-hmm. which means you were identified over a wiretap so i'm trying to call people yeah. they like, <laughs> like, they're like no way. <laughs> yeah so so i still had Gosh. some i still had some money you know floating around here and there and and for years you know i sniffed dope you know and i knew you know and shocked dope i knew that you know that was the one thing you can do
0: yeah.
1: right
2: yeah
1: you know what i mean like anything happens at death right yeah somebody yeah. dies. Yeah. you know and yeah. and as i found out afterwards it's temporary it's you right know, it's, yeah. it makes it worse is what it does yeah, yeah. but at the time yeah, to it yeah at the time you know you're just you don't care you know and i and that's when i i got really really bad and um i reverted back to when i was a kid stealing cars yeah snatch purse it's like i you know i was bad i was a bad kid <laughs> obviously you know um <laughs> robin stores yeah you'd be mm-hmm. i mean you name it you name yeah, it anything you, know? Is hot, you yeah. know i woke up every day and i left and I, you know i was committing crimes you know every yeah. fucking day you know what i mean and um that's when you know my life took a turn for the worse so i ended up going to prison again you know a little while, and. um I got out, and then I went through a cycle. I wrapped up out of Walpole State Prison in in 99. And for the next 14, 15 years, I had about 10 of them back in prison and Berwicker and and all around. But I I, I kept going through the same thing, right, where I'm just going to drink beers. Mm. I get out. I'm just going to smoke weed and i'd be fine you know i'd yeah. be fine for a few months yeah. then one night i'm drunk oh, i want to do some coke yeah then i do the coke oh, i need some landing gear i got to come yep, down done. Yep. you know what i mean yep. and then every time i end up i end up back back on the shit you know and and, and you know the overdoses and
0: you said you had 30 overdoses
1: yeah over over 30. that's That's insane insane. it is
0: insane so narcan saved your life 30 times
1: yeah over 30. i remember one time tell the story about
2: the guy in the gym with the Narcan. remember the guy oh yeah yeah oh my god (laughs) that's a good story but one time i one time i overdosed on a monday and i woke up and my
1: my family's all there and they're like you know what day it is i'm like yeah monday they're like no actually it's almost midnight it's friday night it's almost saturday yeah. Like you've been out for four days. And I'm like,
0: wow. and I
1: remember at the time this girl with me is like, You're different. Like you're like slow. Like you I was I, you know, I was always real quick, you know, with the comebacks. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? She's like she's like, No, I'm telling you, like you yeah. lost this step.
0: <laughs> <laughs> down, yeah.
1: So what he was saying about the knock here was I was I was in a gym one day and there was this real hot who worked there, you know, like this Jew said he was a tough guy and um thought he was and <laughs> There was, like, a firefighting there, and I'm, I come out of the steam room. I'm getting dressed, and he's like, oh, you have to knock in three more people, and da-da-da, and then the other guy starts going, yeah, you got these assholes that you're knocking three, four, fucking five times, right? And da-da-da, right? And I go, hey, I'm one of them fucking assholes. How's that? And they were like, what? I go, i overdosed over 30 times. I go, what are you saying? After the first or second time, you shouldn't have knocked him? You should have let me fucking die? All right. He goes, no, no, that's all I'm saying. I said, no, that's exactly what you're fucking yeah. saying, motherfucker. Yeah. So afterwards, he come up to me. They were like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. See you later." You know, I said, "But you know what? can who you talk talking around. You never know who the fuck. Yeah. You never know who you're talking around. You know." Yeah. She look at me. You know. Yeah, and just "Don't think about a raging heroin addict who's overdosed thirty times." But yeah, yeah. doesn't so, matter. Man, job, Hopefully, like.
0: they're not around you next time yeah. because so, they won't know. Who we're, <laughs> not here. Yeah. You. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah,
1: leave him. Yeah, leave him fucking So I um. Oh, uh, yeah, I've overdosed so many. I get so many overdose stories. It's, it's ridiculous. But
0: yeah.
1: the, um, the last time I got out was 2011. And I always used to say to myself, Lindsay, stand up. I always used to say to myself when well, I grow if I'm 40 years old hmm. and I am fucking shooting heroin again hmm. and I'm fucking passing notes and fucking doing whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? I'm just going to go in that methadone because I always hated methadone. No. I said, I'm just going in with the white flag. Just pull my teeth. Give me the false teeth. Give, give me, me the cane. You know,
2: they all get the cane. The walker. Walk right? I said, I was you here know, this morning. You you yeah.
1: over here? The walker. Just I give know. me a walker. Oh, just I put know. me in a wheelchair and just roll me up. You know, give me my oh. dose. And so I went down to the methadone clinic and I, I got on the clinic. And I'll tell you, man, I'm still doing heroin every day. I'm selling heroin. Now, coke and heroin every day, every day, Speed balls every first thing in the morning. Now I start, for some reason, I don't know where this came from. Every morning, I'm going to the package store, and I'm grabbing five nips of that. It was like a knockoff Bailey's. It was like Molly's. I start the day off with (laughs) that, like six of them in the coffee, shoot it down, half pint of schnapps, the clinic, you know, the whole shebang, and then after like a month or two of this, I remember going to the package store one morning. It must have been like a Sunday, and I pulled the door, and it was locked. I remember I was like... Anakin, like uh, rattle Yeah. Then I, I stop it. How did I turn into an alcoholic? On top of me? how
3: did this
1: happen? You you know, it's, one like, one. Like, it's like putting butter on the ass of a pig. Yeah, it's like, just every, I'm on everything. My roller skates. Yeah, let's, <clears throat> yeah. let's do this too. So I'm oh, on the geez. clinic for two or three months, and I'm suicidal. Mm-hmm. I'm suicidal. I'm, I'm uh I'm literally planning my death. I almost hung myself in my father's house. I remember thinking afterwards, my father, the one guy who stuck by me through everything. <laughs> that up. would have been great, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like Halloween. Like, <laughs> yeah, get in the closet. Yeah, like, Yeah. here you go. Here's, here's your gift. Yeah, for, helped know. me out my whole life. So yeah. I remember thinking I'm going to go across the street because every time I'd overdose, Selfish. I'd wake up. Okay. So I'm thinking there's like a canal, like a ribbon in my house yeah. in the acre. and I'm like, I'm going to sit on the wall, take a bunch of Xanax and dope and do a blast. So when I OD... You're I think it's all planned out. Yeah, that river. Falls, yeah, flows, yeah. And I yeah. drowned. There's yeah. no coming back from that one, I don't think. You know? So that all planned out. And my friend Mickey Ward, who, who was a, a boxer and uh, they made the movie The Fighter, about he used to see me and say, Mike, come down to Florida, man. My friend owns a, a rehab down there and I can get you in. And it was always in the back of my mind. And 2013, 2012, maybe around December his sister died to Cindy mm. and I remember I've been on the clinic and I went to the wake and there was a million people there mostly because of him and the family's well-known everyone's here and he's in line and I go up I shake his hand he goes Mike are you ready and I go no no I'm on the clinic I'm great and I remember him going no but there's a line of people I'm not <laughs> yeah, you
2: know it's yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, sister's wake yeah. wake. i bothering my problem like, no no you know everything's great fast forward two months later I'm calling him I'm saying hey listen Amen. I go, Mick, I'm ready to go. I says, but they got to have methadone there. I'm on the clinic, and he sells me this bill of goods, right? Yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah, hey, God. got everything. Yeah, they got methadone. You know, he brings me into Florida. He walks me in this place in Deerfield Beach, the Florida house, and he says, Mike, this is the last time you going to do this. And I'm just like, I know. he goes, he, he, he does it great. You goes, look, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess, you know? So I walk in, and i wake. wait, I'm green, puking the next day. I go, when do I get my methadone? on? this we don't have nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, like the, the world, like like a movie, like she's like out. no, <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> man. <on, homie. laughs> yeah. So I um. immediately looking around, like you know, if I'm in Boston, I'm already calling, you know, some girl. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got thrown out. I'll be at North yeah. Station, you know, like, Orange Line. I'm like, where am I? They're like Boca. DFL. I'm like, <laughs> Not I don't be. know about this whole Boca line, oh, but I and I'll never forget I'm counting my money I got a ten and three crumbled up ones. I'm like I have thirteen yep. dollars and I'm in Florida, I'm just <laughs> hit, I'm hit, you know? So after, like, four or five days, I, this place was, like, big money to go there. Mm-hmm. So you got these kids in there that were, like, sniffing blues, and their parents paid 50000 to send them there. Mm-hmm. And they are on fucking Suboxone. They give you in there, but I couldn't take it because I had nothing on me. You know, it's like getting mm-hmm. hit with knocking. Yeah. So you get these kids taking Suboxone in my room, and they're nodding out. They're, yeah, yeah. The ladies coming in doing vitals. Yeah, I'm sick. I got the cold sweats. <laughs> and I'm laying in bed, like, <laughs> shivering with the blanket. Like, if I had an ounce of energy, I'd strangle <laughs> somebody. Yeah. I'd strangle his <laughs> kid with his shoelaces right now, you know? Oh. So after, after five days, the head doctor comes in, he goes, first off, there's all puke in the bed. You got to get up. We got to change those sheets. Yeah. You got to get in the shower. You haven't eaten a meal. You haven't oh. drank anything. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like I'm kicking method, buddy. I don't know if you've seen I mean, this. You know, like, I'm dying, like yeah. Like I'm basically so he goes, I don't know if you realize
0: it, but I'm in a <laughs> yeah. detox. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm in the throes of withdrawal. Yeah, I I call to it detox. cold turkey. <laughs> I've seen this movie a few times. It's usually in a prison cell. Ah, cool. But um so he goes, All right, we're gonna put you on Hydro Med. I'm like, What's Hydro Med? I'm like, You got my attention now? He goes, It's like scissor He goes, It's like a, a liquid Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Viking in. I go, how much? He goes, 7.5 milligrams the first day. And I immediately thought a Viking ES. Yeah, yeah. And you said strength, the extra yep, strength viking yep, and the yep, five milligram, strength, right? Yep. One Viking ES is absolutely nothing, right? No, but at action. that moment, you know, I'm like, yeah. can I get that now? And we'll continue this conversation. <laughs> what are you gonna give me tomorrow? He's like, Yeah, let's go get him something. So I remember they come in with a little cup and I'm like mixing the water. I'm drinking it <laughs> my tongue's in the thing, I'm swirling it around, and they're all they're all around like <laughs> <Would> <laughs>
3: watching me yeah. like that.
1: Like they you know? don't get it. So,
0: so um, oh, Jesus.
1: I took that and um, they took me across the street to the rehab a few days later. And, and I remember they said, you can have $50 sent here a week. And there was like a little store that sold like sandwiches and Pepsi's and Snickers mm-hmm. and cigarettes. And I smoke Camel Non Filters. i a yeah, like kid. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to call up. My father had money sent here, and the guy working there goes, "Hey, Mike, I've never seen this, but I don't know, Mickey. um, <laughs> Mickey knows the owner. They're just putting fifty dollars on your card every week the whole time you're here." He nice. goes, "You get the gold card, right?" Yeah. So I was like, "Nice, you know." So now I'm sitting there, I'm smoking a Camelot non-filter. There's a line on Thursday the outside the thing. I'm saying my roommate, "Hey, why is the why is the line outside the store?" He goes, "Today's the day they reboot the cards." I said, "So," and he goes, "Cigarettes." And all of a sudden, my mind—I'm craving like Snickers bars and yeah, sweets, Pepsi's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to go get you know a steak and cheese, a little subs this place. Right? And my mind started doing the math with the cigarettes. And I looked at the guy, I took a drag, and go, "Well, that's a wrap." He goes, "What?" I go, "Just kick cigarettes." <laughs> so. He goes, "Yeah, I know. I haven't had one since."
0: Amen. See you later. That's right. Fuck out
1: of here.
2: Yeah, for real. Had a thing to do. I'm yeah. still smoking them now. Yeah.
0: I just hit my twenty 25- fifth year without smoking really I'll have 35 i've smoked this thing. on saturday really yeah i,
2: I love smoking
0: me too
2: i love smoking. it was harder than no.
0: everything else it is it's
1: the hottest yeah. drug but you know what when when you when you kick him like dope in the clinic it tastes like licking an ashtray it anyway like disgusting. so i mean yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, at the time it really wasn't That i was on the world i mean i like oh,
2: that like you're to lucky didn't you quit suicide
0: yeah. on that i'm having
2: dreaming crazy but you can't smoke on it. well station yeah they're crazy so <laughs> they
1: snip them in the can. They So them. So, uh, so uh, long story short, I'm, oh, in, I'm in the rehab, and most of this lady calls me out. My counselor, we only got a few minutes, right? Yeah, So that's th- right. My, my counselor calls me out. She goes, you have a phone call. So I've been there like a month. I'll never forget. It. it was like May 2nd. It was around the day of the marathon ball, or whatever that was. It was that day.
0: Yeah.
1: So I get on. My father's on the phone. He answer the phone. I go, yeah, he goes, the feds come to the house today. I go, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, bank robbery task force. So she's across the desk from me. I'm like, oh, all right. So yeah, how'd that go?
3: And he's like,
1: <laughs> he's like, well, I had a picture of a couple of bank robberies. And um, they're asking me if I ever saw you wear these clothes. And he goes, I told them to leave. And he goes, then they told me there was a reward. And then I told them to get <laughs> out of my house. <laughs> so I'm like, love you, Dad. All right, bye. So I hang out. Little did I know, she screened everything. Like, she talked to him first. I got to know what you're talking about. And yeah. So she, she's like, how's everything? i went, it was great. Yeah. She goes, off. she goes, Really? No, she goes, Really? I go, yeah. yeah, she goes, So that's normal. Goes, <laughs> that's normal. I go, What <laughs> goes, federal agents questioning about bank robberies? I go, That's well, not normal, but I not, not a big shock, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, a, not a big shock either. You know, so, the world. so I remember going to group for the next couple of weeks. I'm just sitting in group every time, like they're gonna come at four in the morning when I'm sleeping, like people, like, what? yeah. Where's Mike? Where's that guy from oh, yeah. Boston? You know, from <laughs> Lowell. You know, I
3: always say Lowell. Yeah, I mean, Boston, not, for the record,
1: but you know, you're in Celtics jackets or red, so you know, you, yeah. you're from Boston. So the I finally I completed and I'm calling for a plane ticket home. All of a sudden, they said, Mike, you got to visit. No one's coming to see me. You know, I know it's Mickey. You know, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm done. He goes, what are you doing? You're you going back to Boo Boo's house? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, it's an option. I <laughs> sure. know where to go. He's like, Mike, you're not going anywhere. He's like, I'm gonna help you get into the sober house, and you leave here, and and, uh, and you're gonna stay down here for a little while. Good.
2: You know?
1: So, um, I I did, and the first day I went to the sober house, and this is this is a true story. As soon as you know, they put me in a van, like five people that were like in the sober house, they were bringing someone to an appointment and that. So they open up the sliding door, and I'm looking the other way, and all of a sudden I feel something like push my head. It was like piece of metal. And I remember I just kind of went limp. I just went like that. That was a gun. And it was a kid putting like a 10-speed bike in and it was a yeah. break-in. Oh, he, like he goes, oh, I'm sorry, excuse <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I remember it was like, it seemed like, you know, 10 minutes, right? My right. whole life was just like, wow, it's over. Yeah, It's over they're coming again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm done. And I'm like, whoa, I snapped out of it. And um, I, uh, I did the sober home down there and I, I ended up getting an apartment down there. I stayed down there for a while. Good for you. And when I was down there, I was in a restaurant with a friend of mine, Gary Boyle. God rest soul, just recently died about a year ago from an overdose. And
0: yep.
1: we were eating. And he goes, see that, kid? He was a smart. He was a smart kid. He goes, that's what you need right there. And there was like these Guatemalans with a power washer, power washer on a dumpster by a restaurant. He goes, yep. that's a business you want, kid. All you need is a fucking $150 power washer from Home Depot, yep. a pump spray, a gallon of bleach,
0: and some water in the whole yep. kid. And that was your first job.
1: So when he came back... I said, fuck this. I started a little power washing business. Yep. I'm just looking to make a day's pay. And then a month after I got back, we got hit with all the snow. Huh? That 2015, yep. we got hit with all that snow. And I had a little Chevy S10 with a ladder. And a guy goes, Do you shovel roofs? I said, Yeah. Yes,
0: of course I, went, I do. <laughs> yeah. My
1: daughter, who I had just won custody of, goes, You don't shovel roofs. I go, Jordan, if someone ever asked you, you can do a job, you say, yeah. yeah. And he goes, How much to do that one? And I was like, 600. And I went and grabbed two kids and said, I'll give you 150 each to shovel this roof. And <laughs> I'm in the truck, you know, sipping a coffee like I do now. And they're up doing the work. And, yeah. the, and the guy comes out and says, can you do mine? Can you do mine? Can you yeah. do my neighbors? Can you do this? Wow. And a month later, I'm at my house at my father's house. And it was $36,000. Nice. Hey, man. And one of the kids working me goes, Mike. You know how many roofs are getting destroyed yeah he goes when this starts out you know we feel gonna need roofs he goes people are up there hitting it with axes breaking ice dams yeah. drilling holes yep. they're shoveling up against the grain ripping shingles yep. off yep. it was like a light bulb went up my head just like when the kid said about the power washer i said this bass is gonna point you know yeah so i went and bought a truck so i had two trucks now and i got workman's comp and insurance and i started the roofing business yep. And I did pretty good for a couple of years, and I saved some money, and I bought the first house and opened uh, Carl's place.
0: Amen. Named nice. my
1: friend Carl, you know.
0: Amen.
1: Yeah, no looking back.
0: Amen. And how many years has it been now?
1: St. Patty's Day was nine, so hopefully this St. St. Patty's Day will be ten. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And then yeah.
0: <clears throat> I know we're at the end, but oh, tell gosh. us a little bit about the the sober house. How many men does it take? How does someone get referred there?
1: Um, are you mass certified? Yeah, I'm mass certified. Uh, 12 beds now, and I just bought another home. We're gonna have another 13 beds in Lowell. In this other one, yeah, in Lowell. And awesome. um, oh Jesus, maybe I shouldn't have put that out there. The neighbors are signing petitions against me. And but everything. you have
0: Nimba, Nimby, not in my backyard. Like you can fight them. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: No, they yeah they can't do nothing. There's no, no zoning requirements. No, I, know. I know. They make it difficult. So why- to- yeah, they make it difficult. Because so maybe I'll sell. Us. They don't like maybe it. Maybe I'm gonna sell this. Yeah. House. Yeah. That's right. We're
2: yeah. gonna sell like, them. They one. don't like You're it, right? of their kids needs a bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know,
0: yeah. And and the that's the, the, truth it. yeah. the truth of it. It's the truth of it. It used to be one, if there was five houses on a street, you know, one out of every five. But yeah. now it's if there's three houses on a street, it's one in
2: every right. three. Has there's no hardly any houses for for females.
0: Yeah. Well, there's one with the one called the haven of hope which i opened really? yeah, yeah so gary Huffnagel was the owner and that's they good. had me go in to do their um program director so that's so a so 21. So, <clears throat> so much harder oh I, yeah
1: i tell people guys guys even me a sober house right right Oh, their pain is their landscape is yeah, their money, their labor is their frame is out. their yeah. roof is you know yeah. they're there three days they're making 150 200 a day cash
0: yeah
1: girls
2: <laughs> difficult so yeah. much harder yeah. so much harder for women
0: i agree it is. I so agree. much out of women,
2: but there isn't a lot of place. There really isn't. Yeah, like Lowe's got what that Megan's place.
0: Yeah, Megan's place is awesome. Right, I know, really I isn't. know. But there's also, I think, the percentage for men versus women that are
2: using. Right, you guys are higher. than Yeah, we are, for sure. Yeah, we're a lot. we stupid,
0: huh? <laughs> so, listen, we got to yeah. end it here tonight. I just, I want to thank you guys for your transparency. I want you. I thank you so much for showing people that you guys, let people do recover. Yeah. You know, because you two are miracles. So, thank you so much for being here. Um, you can go back and watch this later and cool. and laugh and share yeah. it with people and look at the comments that were given to you because people yeah. are really like, uh, yeah,
2: right. shoot. Um, Being chewy.
0: Yeah, we didn't get to that.
3: So thank you. And if you're struggling,
0: if you're struggling, please reach out because recovery is possible. We are here for you. And I just want to say until we see you in two weeks, you'll have Phil Leahy um, back on the show. And you guys will see me next month. And until then, good night and God bless. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you.
2: Thank you.